Oh, hello. Oh, you're here for pastimes. Well, there are a lot of things that we need to talk about today. We're going to talk about Laguna Seca. We're going to talk about Bristol. We're going to talk about the next round of cup playoffs. We're going to talk about the Xfinity playoffs. And we're going to be talking about much more. So keep it right here on the Past Times and Other Musings podcast. Out of three and four, this win's going to punch his ticket to the championship four. Gordon Wilson Martinsville. And now it's all Johnny Benson working his way out of turn number four. Benson is going to win in Martinsville. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Fast Times Film Music Podcast for this week. I'm your host, Alex, with alongside Mary, a.k.a. Alpha for Dragon. You're doing the intro next week, just so you know. <laughs> Anyways, Dr. Pepper um, is, cause, is giving me the burps today, um, as well as Pepsi that I had for lunch. Yeah, I had Pepsi. You're happy about that. <laughs> But anyways, this was a very eventful week. I missed the Laguna Seca race because of college. But anyways, you got to sacrifice some shit. Anyways, let's talk about Hot Laps. Brought to you by Lionel Racing and Circle B Diecast. Get all of your diecasts at lionelracing.com. And Circle B Diecast, clutch for order in my opinion because I've reordered two diecasts this year. They're both cars going for our diecasts. You're going to see them on the podcast eventually. My diecast is Mikey Waltrip's 2003 Napa Hootie and the Blowfish Chevrolet from, that he raced at Richmond. And this is a very beautiful paint scheme. I like how they incorporated the Napa logo into the album cover, which is actually, and I recommend you guys get, get this car. I think I paid like $20 for this car. Very cheap price, very nice car. Obviously, deck lid opens, and the hood opens if it wants to open. Come on, hood, please open. There, there's your hood. There's your opening hood, and the engine detail is still way better than the, than the engine detail we have today. And what is your diecast today, Mary? Uh, well, the diecast that I have today is uh, one from my old bedroom. Uh, let's see. This is from 1997, and this is actually a uh, Matchbox variant. This is a classic 97 Bill Elliott car. I thought it was going to be a Johnny Benson podcast. (laughs) But yeah, it's still in the box. Uh, This has been uh, laying around a while, and you can tell it's from 1997 because it only says that Bill Elliott is an 11-time most popular driver winner. Obviously, he has way more than that. But uh, yeah, this is the diecast that I have for the day. We need to see the rest of your bench, bench and stuff um, down the road on the podcast. We're going to donate. If I can find gonna, them all. We're going to devote <laughs> an entire episode to you showing off all your bench and shit. Um, <laughs> we're pretty much seeing all my bench and shit. Um, anyways, uh, Cup and Bristol is won by Kyle McLarson. Young money is what they're calling it now. Uh, who was very deserving of that cup win, especially after that Bristol win in the Xfinity series. 
back when he was driving for Harry Scott's team. Yes, it was Harry Scott. Every time I say H. Scott Motorsports, it sounds like a, there's an I between H and Scott. Sounds so weird. H. 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 Scott. H. Scott. Sounds the same thing. Uh-huh. Dr. Pepper not a sponsor. I got a Dr. Pepper diecast over there. You probably know which one it is. I know which one it is. Because you've seen it. Yes, I have. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> uh, as for the uh, Cups are your representatives of our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ryan Blaney finished in fourth. Brad Kozlowski finished in sixth. And Chase Elliott got 25th. Arguably should have won the race, but we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> I didn't hear a damn thing you said because I did not have my head set on, so yeah. That's okay. Um, what is next on what I wanted to say? Um, I got videos uploaded right now, so anyway. Um, Ryan Blaney finished fourth, boo. Brad Kiss, a loser, finished ninth, and William Clyde finished 25th. Two laps down, but here's the thing. That's a good thing. You know why? Because Harvick didn't win. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Now, you guys may be wondering, to those of you who are out there listening, I'm sorry about that. To those of you who are out there listening and thinking, oh, you're just hating us. Oh, God, excuse me right there. That be more nasal than that. Anyways. I tell a story during Hotline during uh, the rambling segment about my burps and how out there they can be. But as I box up Mikey again, I can multitask. <laughs> Kevin Harvick did not deserve that win. After a nine-win season, if he doesn't win a race this year, that's going to make his championship defeat a lot sweeter. Anyways, um, moving on to... Uh, it was, I mean, I didn't catch the end of the race, and I actually didn't catch like a six because I had homework. Xfinity was won by Dinger, and Harrison Burton finished seventh, so both my guys finished in the top ten in Xfinity. What the hell was that finish? What was the last time we saw a fish like that? Wasn't that like Stenhouse and Edwards in 2011 at Iowa, I think it was? It could be something like that, yeah. It Except was like if we took the Tony Stewart Matt Kenseth incident from I think it was 2012, but that was the finish of the race. That's literally what that was. <laughs> Who should have won the race at, at Iowa in 2011? Edwards for Stenhouse. Well, realistically, Stenhouse, but you always have those questions because of NASCAR's rules, which are eonically stupid because they never consistent. David Land uploaded a video in 2018 or 19 where he said, things you will never see in a NASCAR race ever again. And a damaged car winning the race was one of them. No, a wrecked car winning the race past the start-finish line was one of them. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday, on Friday night. <laughs> Thursday was won by Chandler Smith. John Hernemichek finished third. Johnny Sauter finished fifth. And Carson Hotspur finished sixth. Even so not too bad for our guys. I feel like Nemechek, I'm not really a Nemechek fan, but I'll root for him. Well, the only reason I listen to John Hunter Nemechek is because his father, Joe, is a part of my NASCAR dozen. Okay, well, and plus, I'm a KBM fan, so I like Since seeing KBM. What? Since when? 
since Todd Gill and his whistle. Like, I'm going to root for that Ford truck no matter who's driving driving it. (laughs) But anyway, Chandler Smith winning was an unexpected surprise. I thought it was going to be Josefar. Now, I... He was in a month. I thought it was going to be Sheldon Creed. I didn't think it was going to be Sheldon Creed. I mean, I picked Josefar to win. But, <laughs> hey, he was good. No, I meant during the race. The way I it was know playing. That. And you, wait, who, okay, um, I don't remember who we picked. So, uh, you're going first for IndyCar. I know that because you picked her to win. And I know. <laughs> yeah, I told you, you that picked, was going to happen. And that was you great. picked Kurt. Where, where did Kurt Bush finish? Okay. You're just going to go first for Cup, and I'll go first for Trucks. Wait, Trucks aren't racing this weekend. Yes, they are. Okay, then I'm going first on Trucks and Xfinity. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. Sheldon, or Sheldon Creed, Chandler Smith's truck uh, was beaten all the hell. It's going to make for a beautiful race version, which I'm hopefully going to get. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was a decent race, especially towards the end. I am not I didn't watch the IndyCar race, so that's what you're gonna talk about. Okay, IndyCar race was at Laguna Sega. I was able to watch most of it. Uh missed the beginning, but I did catch the uh pretty much the rest of the race. Uh Colton Herta, as I said, was uh the winner of the event. Uh Alex's guy, Scott Dixon, finished thirteen. And one of my guys in the series, Sebastian Bourdais, finished 14th. Uh, not a good event in terms of our guys, but Romain Gaujean, he put on a heck of a performance. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, I know exactly what you're probably laughing at. What? Dixon getting knocked out of the championship. Like, that was expected No, it anyway. was not. Well, he well he started pretty far back in points to begin with, and now we went from five to two. So okay. And I, also, I, if you ever manage to get to replay, I suggest watching Romain Grosjean's performance. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where did he end up finishing? Uh, well, he finished finished the podium. He, Grosjean. Oh, Grosjean finished third. I think he, he finished third. He finished second or third. I mean, that, I think it was third. All I'm saying is, wow, regarding him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, same super trucks. I don't follow, even though I'm getting a Robbie Gordon autograph for my birthday. Um, the next event will be at Long Beach from September 24th to 26th. HRA was at Z Max, the dragway there. Josh Hart defeated Brittany Force in top fuel. Brittany Force has had the absolute worst luck in the final round. 20 car to Mokerson defeated Bruce Pedregon, one of my guys. Prostock, Cal Gretes, Goretzky. Goretzky. Finally, I said his name right. Uh, been years. Uh, defeated Greg Anderson, and Angel Sampe defeated Joey Gladstone in Prostock Bike. I've always... Listen, it sounds like a Spanish... It's Angel, not Anuel. <laughs> Angel. Angel. That's, uh, it's Angel. Whatever. It's a female. Angel Sampe is a female racer. I know the, I know the name Angel, which is spelled kind of similar. One of my buddies who I, well, he's been a buddy for years. I drove for him uh, at Hartford. Uh, Rick, he, uh, is what his ex-wife's name was Angel. And uh, Joey Gladstone is not Dave Poulier from Full House. <laughs> you'll, be su- you'll be surprised how many people made that joke when they first heard of his name. 
Shut it out. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's what he said. I anyway. don't know if he actually knows about the character from that show. Anyway, SRX will see you in 2022. And Hot Topics 2022 Cup schedule. Gateway is at being added to the schedule. Michigan's moving up two weeks. Hey, Gateway Gateway's a lot closer than Nashville. So I can finally fulfill that bucket list the bucket list. Bucket list dream of mine to go to an inaugural NASCAR event. Okay. Nashville's like nine hours, St. Louis is four. Huh. Hey, it's a five hour difference. I told Caitlin, <laughs> listen, if you want to ever travel from, uh, instead of driving to Grand Rapids, next time you should fly out of Charlotte, land in South Bend, and then drive the two hours to Grand Rapids. Uh. I mean, that's what I've done. That's what I do literally every time I go to Charlotte. Okay. Or North Carolina in general. Like, I go to Concord. Or I'll go to Hick- Last time I was there, I was actually in Hickory. Uh-huh. Which is where Dale Jarrett's from. Isn't that where Dale All right. Jarrett's from? Where Dale Jarrett's from. Isn't he from Hickory, North Carolina? Yeah. I thought he was from Conover. From where? Conover. Connor, no. He's originally from Hickory. He resides in Concord, I believe. Okay. That makes more sense. Um, moving on. I mean, I don't really have much to say about the 2022 schedule, except the fact that the moving to the L.A. Coliseum is fucking stupid. Dodge Raceway Stadium is finally becoming a reality. <laughs> Yeah, so I got my own uh, things about the schedule because there's like a couple pros and a lot of cons. Let's start with the pros first. Okay. So, Homestead. It's gaining its spot back in the playoff. Okay, that's good. We'll get to the bad later on in the con part. The other pro is Pocono losing a date because... Two dates... Whether it's the back-to-back thing or two dates, like a month apart, was not going to cut it. Like, it is a unique track, but it's not a NASCAR track. That's an IndyCar track. So one race per year for them is basically okay. And now now without excluding away, I'll discuss the cons. First con, we still have a playoff. Boo! Get rid of the playoff, please. Now, here's the second problem. I just mentioned the good part about Homestead being back in the playoff. Okay, cool. Now, I would mind this if they took away a playoff gate from a bad track. A track like Texas or Talladega or Las Vegas. Why Richmond? Explain that one. Are you talking about the cons now? Yeah. Okay, Talk. continue talking about the cons. Okay. cool that they wanted to get Homestead back in the playoff, but you took it from a track that should not have lost its playoff date. That, that does not make sense at all. Which was? It was Richmond. Okay. I mean... Like, if they took it from Texas or Talladega or even Las Vegas, no one would have a problem with it. 
especially Texas. Why Richmond? That's ridiculous. I think Vegas needs a playoff race. I think Talladega. I mean, Talladega is the ultimate wild card, in my opinion. So I'm fine with it. But well, lately it's been the Roval. Well, and Talladega. But anyways, that's just my opinion. Um, okay, I'm, so here are the others. Another problem. This is a team issue. There's only one off week in the entire schedule for Cup. That's not going to work with the teams. It's not. Now, here's not my Easter issue. This year. Yeah. And here's my issue with Gateway. So, what tracks on the schedule should get a Cup date? Everyone's been talking about return to Rockingham, return to North Wilkesboro. Maybe they need to renovate those tracks back. heavily. Kentucky's still available. Maybe the Nashville Fairgrounds. Maybe Iowa. the country's going to a track in the northwestern part of the United States. Iowa. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Iowa. I'd like right. to see that. NASCAR picks Gateway. A boring, flat Darlington ripoff. No. No one asked for Gateway. Except maybe Kenny Wallace for some reason, because that's his home track, technically. But no, no one asked for Gateway. I kind of did. I mean, I like Gateway, but it's been interesting. A whoopee, a concussion between a guy who can't fight and a guy with a concussion. Huh? That's supposed to be memorable? Basically getting it on with each other. That's basically what I saw out of that. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay, another problem. Why do you have Texas, Talladega, and the Roval as its own playoff round? That is a joke and a half. That is going to be the wild card round that Kyle Bush is going to suck ass in. <laughs> and here's another problem that I have. The Atlanta race is going back to the month of July. Has NASCAR not learned from the fact they had Talladega in July until a bunch of drivers started suffering from heat exhaustion in the mid-90s? That's the main problem with that type of scheduling. You can't put Southern tracks in the middle of summer. It doesn't work that way. If they're going to run one Michigan... Well, the only thing that you should do is they need to move Daytona back to the 4th of July week. Right. And make it a night race. And it's a tradition. Speaking of Daytona, it's still the cutoff race. That ain't going to work. It's too much of a wild card for that to be a thing. Let's and here change, is the one. Let's change that to Texas. <laughs> here is the final one. And I'm surprised no one else caught this. And you're going to be infuriated once you figure this out. I mentioned Las Vegas's playoff date, right? Yes. Look what day it's on in 2022. Yes. Someone on, one of my friends on Facebook posted about that. And I'm going to be more, I'm probably the most infuriated out of everybody. Hang on one second. I guarantee you he's going to grab his Weldon autograph picture. I guarantee you. Did you say what it was? I have there an idea. There is a certain thing that 
is above my television. It stares at me a lot. Uh-huh. Have you not heard? Yeah. Exactly. Have you not learned? Like, that does not work. Of all the days to put that race on, why October 16th? And let's not mention what actual day October 16th is. It's a Sunday. No. It's not? I can't believe you don't know that. Yeah, it's on a Sunday next year. That track, on that day, Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, 11 years after. Yep. A, a kid who had just turned nine years old mm-hmm. watched his favorite driver in open wheels die. Right. Albeit on television. Yep. So I have to spend my 20th birthday watching a NASCAR race at the track on the day that my second favorite race car driver of all time on the day he was killed at the track he was killed at. Yep. That's just ridiculous. It really is. I cannot believe that NASCAR was that short-sighted. Would I change up all these days? Would you leave that one on that spot? However, I'm looking at it on the bright side. It's the first time in a long time they've actually raced on my birthday. (laughs) Anyway. And hopefully it'll be a good race. Because every time they race on my birthday, a driver I don't like wins. Well, that pretty much curses that. Jimmy Johnson in 2004. Matt Kenseth won the last time that happened. and I'm not the biggest Kenseth person. I mean, he's from Wisconsin, so he's got some bad blood there. But anyways, um, let's get in. Oh, by the way, um, Hot Topics is brought to you by RexMD. RexMD is the leader in men's health supplements. Uh, Who wants to spend $100 per Viagra pill? Not me. RexMD has the best line of all men's health products. Uh, Be sure. And and, uh, the sexual health products work just as good as Viagra and Cialis. So go ahead over to RexMD.com if you don't listen to this. And Hothead is brought to you by (laughs) (laughs) Not that! Not Alex's birth. (laughs) Hothead is brought to you by Manscaped, the leader in men's grooming. Uh, They have great products that'll get you that'll take care of the three stink spots. Your balls, your butt, and you're you back. Three Bs, man. You gotta remember to shave those three places. I just shaved my face this morning. It's my skin's not as smooth as a baby's ass crack, but one day, one day it will happen. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go put this back. Well, Mary talks about Kevin Harvick truck pulling a rich pickle. <laughs> 
That's one way to phrase it. Kevin Harvick has to be the biggest hypocrite in the history of NASCAR. And considering that Matt Kenseth's nickname is the hypocritical coward, that's saying something. They can boo all they want. <laughs> yeah, because he's willing to talk in this category because I'm going to list off some names for you. Listen to this group of drivers that I'm going to list off here. Bobby Hamilton Sr., Coy Gibbs, Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, David Stremme and intern Johnny Benson, Joni Machek, Carl Edwards, Juan Pablo Montoya, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, everyone in 2014, especially Brad Keselowski, everyone in 2015, especially Trevor Bain, Danny Hamlin, Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman, Galen Hurt Jr., and David Gillen, and Jeff Gordon, Chase Briscoe, and now Chase Elliott. These are drivers that Kevin Harvick has pissed off since his cup career began in 2001. Kevin Harvick has to be one of the biggest dunce heads in the history of NASCAR. Oh, yeah, add the Dillon brothers to that one, too, but not because of an on-track thing. But... Yeah, that's exactly why I'm leaving RCR. You got kids who don't know anything because they got... Because they've had everything fed to them with a spoon. Translation? Oh, no, I'm not going to be the priority driver at RCR anymore, so I'm going to complain about it and be a little bitch about it. Translation. To what they said after that. Um, excuse me, Mr. Harvick, but you're going to be the priority guy at Stuart Haas Racing. Mm-hmm. Even more than the Stuart part of the team. Was Gene Haas a part of Cranipus Haas Racing? I think he was, yes. Because I ordered a Jeremy Mayfield autographed card from his Cranipus days. And I know the story about what happened with Penske and Cranipus. They teamed up with the 12 car, which is now the 22 car. That's driven by Joey Logano. That actually is Jeremy Mayfield's number 12 car. I don't even know what and happened with Cranipus. Mm-hmm. And I oh, appreciate but- what you... Mm-hmm. By the way, I did watch that Jeremy Mayfield documentary. I tried to get my dad to watch it, but he said, I don't care what, what happens. He's a meth head. <laughs> we're going to have That's Jeremy Mayfield true. on one day. That'd be cool. No, we're going to. I <laughs> I put out a tweet. I don't know how long ago it was. Okay. But I said, how many likes and retweets to get Jeremy Mayfield on my podcast? Chris plays twenty four fourteen says nineteen likes and nineteen retweets. It's only fitting. Okay. You guys know Chris plays. Yeah. Mary doesn't but like him. I don't trust him. He's done some things that I don't trust him with. Like I think that he's he's made some videos that he does that he didn't need to make. But there are some videos that I feel like he should make and he should have made. Not those, like the Jason Jacoby ones, those aren't necessary. Like the YouTube drama ones, he shouldn't have needed to make. Talking about serious issues that NASCAR create, like NASCAR 21 Ignition, stuff like that, those are the videos that need to be made. But like the Joseph Lombard, the Jason Jacoby, those don't need to be made because it sounds to me like he doesn't have all the facts. Yeah. And I won't, get, 
there were some videos that I made that I didn't have all the facts on, but I investigated them and still didn't have all the facts when the videos went out. Therefore, yeah. Therefore, people lashed out against me. And during, and during Hot Seat, we're going to talk about another thing that people need to just shut the fuck up about. But anyways, we're, uh, where are we at? Anyway, back to Harvick now. This has been going on for 20 years. And I am really, really getting fed up with this. It is now to the point where inconveniencing Harvick is no longer an option. We have to go above and beyond that. Take his ass out. At least yeah. penalize him. They're not going to penalize him. There's one time where they didn't penalize him when Kenny Wallace drove the 29 car. Insert Mr. Sub here. <laughs> Get it to the point where Kevin Harvick would want to retire and never race again. That is where I want this to go. Besides, Kevin Harvick's better as an announcer anyway. With the abundance of assholes in NASCAR today, it is impossible to race like Johnny Benson and win. It's impossible in today's age. If you want to beat an asshole, you have to race him like the asshole he is. If Harvick damages or wreck you, you go wreck him. This little walking thing that Chase did, mm -mm, that's not going to cut it anymore. You got to wreck him. This isn't short track racing. This isn't how we settle it up here. Or the way they do in Bowman Gray. Because when I last raced there, there was a fight. And it was awesome. <laughs> but anyways. I, and, you this, know, and this goes for all the other asshole drivers in NASCAR, like Danny Hamlin or anyone in Cup named Kyle. Goes for them, too. But Larson's not out. that big of a Well, Larson's just a racist. Um, I said asshole. I didn't say dirty driver. I said asshole. Okay. Well, that's fair. Of course, Benjamin Kyle Larson is a dirty driver. Ask anyone who knows C.E. Falk. He can be a dirty driver. Is it fucking raining outside? I don't know. I was... That's a rhetorical question. I was talking to myself. Good thing, <laughs> the dog's in, good thing the dog is in the house. Um, anyways, let's move on here. Uh, if you're done with that topic. I am. Okay. Hot seat. Um... We're going to start off by your new setting, and then we're going to talk about uh, the messages I'm still getting. The longer this prolongs, the more I'm going to need to address it, unfortunately. Okay. Anyways, talk about your new setting, Barry, because I saw Johnny Benson behind you. Where? On the, on the, on the thing. On my table? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, for those who missed last week's episode, I recently moved out of the apartment that I was uh, sharing with my roommate. My roommate is now back in his home state. Ironically, it's Michigan. And I'm now back in uh, the old household that I lived in for the bulk of my life. Uh, things are here and there. I do miss my Mew Mew, who's also in Michigan. And things are off to a rough start here, but uh, things are trying to come along nicely. It was a hectic start because a lot of things were piled up in my old room, but I'm getting there. And I got a lot of things dusted. I got my TV area dust off over here. And I got my little table over here with uh, both my dragon lamp and my treasure. 
that's going to help me out in the morning a lot. <laughs> but that's hey, basically you got that thick side. Huh? I, you wouldn't have known that Johnny was going to be Berlin had I not said anything. <laughs> I might have found a uh, tweet about it and I would have planted there, but yeah. Okay, I want you to see something when you're done talking because I got to dust off my night. I got to dust off my kitchen setup, but I looked at the diecast yesterday. And, oh my God, I've got some pretty diecasts in there. <laughs> well, I'm good to go if you want to do your okay. little rant thing now. Okay, first off, I want to talk about this diecast. I need help finding this in 124 scale. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of things are piled up in here, and I'm currently working at that. Okay, so this car, I wish I was at this race, simply because the finish was great, and the car looks amazing. This is Kyle Busch's 2018 Chicagoland race version. Look, just look how pretty this is. This has everything I like on a race version. Confetti, scrapes, with donuts, scrapes from when he hit the wall. Uh, this is, and plus, I really like this paint scheme. I don't eat Skittles because they taste like sadness. <laughs> Mary, I didn't tell you the story about it. Um, hang on. Quick health update. I wanted to update everyone how I'm feeling after my scare I had a few weeks back. Finally, we doctor figure it out everything is good now when are you people my hot seat topic is when are you gonna get it jesus pop has a bad side to it anyway when are you people going to get it when i say things on the podcast People need to stop misconstruing everything I say. The last two weeks, we've talked about the harassment coming from Gio Trapani and Manduto 3 videos. Why are people still messaging me on social media regarding this issue? One person said I was bullying an autistic kid. Gio's older than me, so... And I don't, and so, so I guess I kind of have a, and I have a reason to say what I do. I mean, it's like when Austin Agonoski was calling Jason Jacoby out on his crap. They're like, oh, you're just bullying an autistic kid. Well, and Austin was like, oh, well, he's older than me, so I kind of have a right to do that. And I understand how autistic people work, but I'm getting fed up with having to explain basic human decency to another fully grown man. I mean, I'm not fully grown. My doctors are telling me I, I'm still going to be growing until I'm like 25. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I am so tired of it. Now, Man Dude gets it, finally. Man Dude understands, like, I don't know Man Dude's situation, but at least he's not having people attack me. I don't know if Geo's having people attack me. I don't know what Geo's doing. I am not bullying him. There's a difference. If I was calling him retarded, which I'm not, if I was saying, you know, I don't like Gio because he's autistic, it's, I, but I do understand that point of view. I understand it from this perspective. 
I fully understand how Geo's brain works. Now, Geo is going to see something differently than I say than I say it. So I have to be clear in what I'm saying. Like if I say, and I understand, like what Mary was saying, I don't remember which one of us said it. One of us said different words are, and we talked about this in my English class today. Because I'm filming this on, we're filming this on Monday again. Um, my my professor was saying every word has a different. We were talking about virtues and morality. There are eleven key virtues in the world. And each one of them are defined differently than different people. Like perseverance, wittiness, friendliness, honesty, those are just four of them. Mary's going to have a completely different definition for wittiness than me. I have a different definition for honesty than Geo. Geo has a different definition of perseverance than Mary. Especially in times like this, we need a lot of perseverance, even though I see us turning the corner. Fuck you, DeSantis. Um, um, hey, at least I'm far away from Florida. Like, they're saying, okay, if DeSantis is a fascist, then Whitmer is a communist. No, she's not. DeSantis just doesn't care about about um, basic human health. Whitmer does. Albeit I don't like some of the mandates, but I'm just going with it because that's what the government is telling us. And I'm going to trust the government until they until they completely screw us over, like they almost like they almost like a certain former president tried doing. Um, but what I'm saying is I'm not calling these people. I'm not calling these people names. I'm not making accusations that I that I can't prove because I know what that's like. And Mary knows it well. Mary has seen what I've had to deal with firsthand. Uh huh. And it was worse, Mary. When you didn't get the worst of it. <laughs> so this is what I'm implementing. Next person who bashes me or the podcast about this type of stuff, you're getting blocked immediately. You, you do it on her channel, you're getting blocked by me. You do it on my channel, you're getting blocked by her. <laughs> the reason that I don't like Geo and Man Dude is because they thought I was their friend. Even and I attempted so many times like one thing I can't I hate doing is repeating myself over and over and over to the same person. I'm trying to give someone the same hit and they're not getting it. And it's very frustrating. When someone has autism, I understand. But when they're not, but when they're trying to make me look like the villain, and when they're not understanding, that's when I get frustrated. 
And I've had it to my boiling point with this. I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to do from here. I don't know what the best option for me to take is. And I'm all and I am so close to just putting this in marriage. Because everything I do hurts somebody and makes me look like a villain when I'm trying to stand up for myself. I don't Geoheading autism is not going to justify his behavior in every instance. I hope he knows that. I hope you guys know that. If you have autism, or if you have schizophrenia, or if you have any mental condition, it's not always going to give you what you want, especially if you're a goddamn narcissist. Because I've had, I've had my share, I've had to deal with my share of narcissists, especially those, those uh, naked girls on Snapchat. But like Pineapple Brat, if you follow her, I don't follow her anymore. That was me when I was 15 and needed a girlfriend. But uh, now I don't. I'm gonna fly solo. So sorry, ladies. Uh, <laughs> what kind of ladies watch this? Except for Caitlin. And you're both abnormal in some way. Um, especially Caitlin. <laughs> Once again, it doesn't make sense if you really think about it. <laughs> and of course, she starts another new job today. Really? Yeah, she didn't tell you? Nope. She's going back to her miserable life as a teacher. Oh. Well, most school season has started up, so. Especially North Carolina. North Carolina teaching is terrible. How would you know? I got a buddy who teaches down there. That's not Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Teaches actually over in Rockingham. Oh. In the Rockingham area. Passes the track every day. Cool. We actually visited the track. I've stood on that racetrack. You wish you were there for one reason. <laughs> Anyways. Like I, let's get back to the topic because as Mary said to Johnny Benson, I like to ranch donuts. donut. What? Don't say we don't. You said, don't you sit there and say you didn't say that. We say what? You said that Alex likes to ramble. Well, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. It's called ADHD. I'm okay. I went. Listen. I went how many years having it, and then finally got medicated when I was 17. I think I went yeah. three or I went like three or four years knowing it. Three years with me, with mental health treatment on a on a bipolar disorder medication used as a mood stabilizer that is actually very toxic and almost killed me. And then I got the right help. After something happened, fuck you, Shore High School. In Stevensville, Michigan. Fuck you, Jeff Yockstetter, you piece of shit. I'm a professional race car driver. You're a piece of shit. Where do you think I got that from? I know exactly where you got that from. Hey, listen, 
That's why I can say to everybody that I don't like that said, oh, you'll never be a race car driver. You'll never go to NASCAR. Well, I mean, the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series kind of is NASCAR. I'm trying to work on getting a Pinty's ride. <laughs> or, or a Telcel Series ride, if, if it's still Telcel. I can't remember if it's Telcel or uh, Corona. But I think it's Telcel now. It was Corona here in the past. Yes, I think it was. By the way, my cousin finally tried Corona on Saturday and hated it. Yeah. Corona's not... He drinks beer out of a keg. I prefer drinking beer out of a can. That's just... I drink beer out of a can and out of a bottle. Canned beer actually tastes better than bottled beer. Some people say bottle beer takes... I actually... On Saturday, I had, I had a Miller High Life. Pub table racers for the win. And Bobby Allen. Because <laughs> that's what they drink on pub table racers. Do you know why? Bobby Allison. That's right. Now, how do you know that? Because I, I watch the I watch them on YouTube replay every week. Okay. I haven't missed one episode since the Johnny Benson episode, the first Johnny Benson episode. Anyways, I try to catch all of them, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. Anyways, Mary, I just want to know. Let's talk about the messages I've been getting. This has been on all social media except Facebook. Because I don't know what settings I have on Facebook. It depends on the person. Like, like if you're friends with me, you can send me a message. If you have, like, if you have mutual friends with me, you can add me. If you, uh, it's weird. Like, if you're from my hometown, you can message me. If you're not from my home, I think I disabled messages. Did I just have a I can't remember. But what do you think about what's been going on with these people on social media? Especially why they're attacking me. I think that what they are thinking is not exactly what is happening in terms of us. And because of that, they are not exactly understanding the situation at hand. Because all you're trying to do is explain human decency and why trying to say that saying something about mental health is not exactly going to be a reason that's believable in terms of what happened in this type of instance. How they interpret it and what the reality is, is two separate things, which is why we're having these issues. And because of that misinterpretation, it's actually frustrating you a lot more because of these guys raging out against you for basically no reason other than they don't get it. I want to go back. Listen, I want to go back to what happened to Gio and the Eric McClure live stream. Gio said at one point, Dragon, tell Alex I have autism. I don't think he knows that. He doesn't like me because I have autism. And a lot of people in your chat lashed out against him. Everything he said, once he said that, boom, I was the villain. Well, now I'm a moderator. And he, so guess what? I'm telling you this right now. We got this document. Anybody says anything about me picking on an autistic kid in your chat, they're out of the chat. Because that's not what happened. 
And he kept saying, Dragon, you see how he's being toward me. Dragon, you, I know you see this, stuff like that. We talked about this after the last mm-hmm. podcast. But anyways, what I'm trying to do, like, I understand Gio has autism. Like, I get it. I feel some sympathy for him there, but I don't feel any sympathy for him because of what he does and and how he tries to get what he wants by saying, I have autism. I have autism. It's like saying, if he... This is kind of how I interpret it. I feel like Gio, if given the opportunity to, to get a gun and rob a bank, give me all your money. I have autism. Bang. He goes to court. Oh, I did this because I have autism. Like, I'm not saying he's that bad, but I'm saying, like, it could get to, like, it, that would, that's how I interpret it. Geo robs a bank, uses autism as his reason for doing it, thinks he's going to get off the hook. And that clearly didn't happen. So, like I said, in one regard, I have some sympathy, but I just can't. Because he used his he used his mental health as a way to excuse or justify his bad behavior. He used it as an excuse, but really, it's not justification. Like school, that's a perfect opportunity to say something. Like you could say, "Oh, he needs extra help in school." Okay, fine. You know, go ahead, get that. We'll provide that extra help. Or you know, he. You know, can't hold a steady job because he has autism. You know, he, maybe he harassed a customer, you know, for example. Or maybe he, you know, spanked the boss lady, you know, and his autism just kicked in. You know, that's what autistic people do. And they don't take social cues very well. And I understand that. When I was blocked, when I kept... Deleting Geo's follower request, because that's what this all stemmed from, actually. Him, well, it kind of stems from when he reached out to Jeff Gordon. Like, he called me his buddy. I don't know who he is. All I know is his name, and he lives in Michigan. Then he's following me on Instagram, and I just keep having to delete his follower request, because simply, he's you know, annoying me with it. He thinks I'm his friend. So I finally said, yo, stop this. And this went on for three days, Mary. Think about how how many follower requests he probably sent me in three days. I could imagine around the realm of 15 to 18. More like 30 to 33. Huh? Yeah. I actually counted. And I actually did think I blocked him. And I didn't. Where was I going with this? Anyways, and then Geo tries saying on your chat, and he DMs me on Twitter and says, I'm sorry I did this. I didn't. I'm sorry I kept requesting to follow you on Instagram. I didn't mean to. Yeah, you sent me 18 follower requests. You expect me to forgive you for that? And then on his chat, on your chat, which I'm actually going to read right now, because this is just petty nonsense. If I can type in your channel name right, 
Is your is your YouTube channel name Ultimare Twenty Three Dragon? No. No. That's what I thought. Ultimare, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, because your name is Barry. I just found that funny. Um, yeah. Just give that randomly. Go to the top of the chat because. Here we go. Hey, Dragon, can you talk to Alex and tell him I'm sorry that I requested his involvement on Instagram, but if he can, at the very least, unblock me on Twitter, I'd be okay with that. I can't tell him because I'm blocked. I, I, I don't know what snapped at him. <laughs> like, I understand Geo started out as a friend to you, but, like, first yeah. off, what do you think of what he said when he started out in that chat? When he started messaging me that way? Like trying to get contact with me. Because that's not like, what you're in the chat for. Right. I knew he was going to message me something like that to begin with because of the situation. But this was something I had not intended on getting involved in. Because that's mainly between you and him. And I get that he's not... Like, you probably expected him to say, can you talk to Alex? And just right. drop it. Is that what you expected? Something but like he, that, yes. But he prolonged it. And that's right. what you were upset about. To yes. my understanding. And now it's resulted in this. What do you want going forward for Gio? I would like it that... If he still interacts with my channel, to stay on topic and not just do these random things, like bringing up you for no reason. Because at this point, there is no point, because the way things are now, that, that situation's not going to be fixed indefinitely. I had no problem with Geo following me on Instagram. I would. Now, to an extent, had he not put out that bullshit tweet to Jeff Gordon saying I was his buddy, and then using, hang on, let's fast forward a little bit. Here's what I said. Geo, I'm not unblocking you. Your reasoning behind it sounded like a cry for help, and it did. On top of that, you told Jeff Gordon I was your buddy. I don't even know you. I'm sorry, but it's not happening. Here's what he says to that. Read off what it says, Mary. Alex crying emoji. It's an okay Alex crying emoji. Okay, it looked like an OH to me. Yeah, it's a K. I don't know why. I have a terrible laptop with a terrible camera. Well, it's a good laptop. It cost me 200 bucks. Hmm. Not bad. At least it's not a uh, Chromebook. Um, if I, and I said, that won't work on me. Anything? If anything annoys me, it's crying and whining. It doesn't work on me, and it never has. Dragon, you see how he's being towards me. And that's the one that instigated a problem to me. How come like that he's expecting me to fix it. Were you going to? <laughs> no. Because what was I going to do? Because you know how I work. Yeah. I understand that you know that you know things about me, 
and you know what I've dealt with, and Geo doesn't. But at the same time, and then I call him out and say, you're throwing yourself a pity party, Geo. And then you said, some people take time to gain trust as friends. I recommend you two try to try to calm down, think it out, try to have a respectful conversation later, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, Dragon, you see this. And then da, 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 another very bad part. Talk about Talbega. A race I still remember watching. We'll talk about Eric McClure a little bit later since we're talking about that. Video. Yeah, because it was the Eric McClure update video that this entire thing occurred on, and that's what actually infuriated me more. And I did promise that I'd talk about it, but because Geo, and I've wanted to talk about it since this video premiered, but because of what Geo and Mandit have been have been uh, prolonging, you know, the, the shit against me. I haven't had the chance to talk about it, and yeah. today we're finally going to talk about it. So, um, blah, 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 I don't, and here's what, here was, here's what made me want to punch Gio. Like, not literally, but like, at that time, I don't want to punch him over this anymore. I know probably someone's going to lash out get dead. Like, I was mad in this instance. I don't think Alex understands I'm not all there in the head. Oh, well. I have autism. What's that going to get you, Geo? Nothing. Exactly. Especially since I already told Alex about that. What did I do after that? You acknowledge that I told you. This is what happened. Wait, I gotta go back and chat. I okay. What I said, buddy, about just, I only said that because we're YouTubian buddies. That's what I meant. If I upset, if I did upset you, I'm sorry. Mary, I'm going to do this for you. Okay. When Mary okay. says YouTubian buddy, she does not mean an actual friend. Okay? She means someone who subscribes to her, supports her channel, comments on her shit, just like I, I mean, I have a different, I just call them, I call mine, I call my subscribers disciples. So, I don't call them apostles because I'm not a, because I'm not, a, I'm not a Pentecostal. <laughs> They're weird. They believe in crazy shit. They believe in kinky shit, too. Um, <laughs> Based off what I've, based off what I've come to believe and see, and all this other shit that I've had to fucking deal with that I don't want to talk about. Um, but the reason that I I'm so infuriated over this is because I've had to explain this several times, and I just can't do it. Anymore. Burp coming. Oh, there's burp. Um, I gotta stop drinking pop before this thing, don't I? 
a pop drinking problem. Yeah, I know. You can fix that with water. There you go. Oh, you do the same thing I do. You take the label off the uh, bottle. Once, once it got wet, then... <laughs> I've been doing that since I was like seven, so... I've been doing that for a long time, too. And I'm almost 19, so... <laughs> you're almost 31. Oh. Yeah. The week Mary and my birthday are actually two... Our birthdays are two days apart, so we will be doing a birthday stream on pastimes. Hopefully, there'll be a live stream pastimes. We'll have to make sure I'll duck some damn row, but... And, yeah, how's that gonna work? Yeah, OBS really sucks on this computer. It's more of a desktop thing, and I would have to get a bunch of shit hooked up. But anyways, I remember a while back, when I first met Jason Kobe, I was gonna try and get one of those computers that he had. I don't know if you guys remember, um, Someone who used to watch Jason Jacoby's videos can comment down below on the YouTube aspect and tell me what kind of computer he had that he ran iRacing on. Let me know because um, that's the type of computer I'm looking at getting. I don't want to talk to Jason because Jason's obviously a creep and he's probably, he's probably not going to be honest with me. But um, anyways, where were we at? Okay. I think we're about to wrap up that particular segment before moving on to the last one. Okay, well, it's the, it's the rambling segment now. Oh, so we're talking about something else? Well, when I'm done. Basically, what I'm saying is we have no tolerance for whether you're making a joke about mental health or you're trying to use your mental health as an excuse. It's not going to work on either one of us. Especially me. You say you have depression, you say you have anxiety, you say you have you say you have autism, you say you have schizophrenia. Listen, I've dealt with crazy people on all those spectrums. And I'm giving Gio one last warning if he's behind all these hate messages. Okay, I can't think of anything that Gio that's not that's gonna make people get up, but you know. That Gio's not understand. Yeah, so, I doubt this is Gio, because if it was, he would have messaged me by now. Okay, what do you want to say to the people who are threatening me, basically? You guys literally have no reason to rage out against Alex the way you are. You weren't there. You don't understand the situation. You don't know what happened. And you don't know all the things that's going on beyond the, behind the scenes. You guys raging out the way you are? That's not a thing. So just stop. What you think you're hearing and what you think you see you're hearing is not the reality. Perception does not equal reality. This is going out on Saturday. Right. Next season, we're moving it to Friday. Just because I think it's a good way for Friday night, you know. And because of Saturday end. night racing and all that stuff. Yeah, I can move to Friday this this week if you want. Well, that's up to you. We'll make it Friday now. Um, <laughs> we just got to record early in the week. At least this semester of college. Um, you don't, yeah, like Mary said, you don't understand the situation. You don't know Geo. You don't know me. You don't know what really happened. You don't know it. You clearly don't know me. Because 
if you're going to continue to prolong this, you're going to annoy the fuck out of me. And you're going to, you're going to make me block your ass. And I'm just sick of this. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, it's time for the rambling segment brought to you by Tuesday Tasty. I just bought some. I, I bought this a while back that I want everybody to see. It, it's something that you can fill up your car with. Oh. <laughs> I believe I've shown it before. If I haven't, here it is. It is a bottle of Babbling. <laughs> now. <laughs> this is the best motor oil there is. It's old as me. We're going to try opening it. Why is it not opening? <laughs> oh, wait. Now I see how you open it. Yeah, I know it's, exactly what this is. Because I have that out of myself. It's in one of the totes in my dad's shed. I'd have to go find it. Anyways, this is a 2002 Johnny Benson diecast in a Babylon bottle that I bought for $30. <laughs> yes, $30. Did I get ripped off there? I don't know. Like, the age would say yes, but and the uniqueness of the item would say no. There's a, or a Mark Martin diecast in a Viagra pillbox that I almost bought. I what? have this Jeff Gordon vending machine. <laughs> That's cute. From his, from my all time favorite Jeff Gordon paint scheme. It looks like the it looks like the Pepsi that came out of his nuts. It's kind of funny. And this one opens this way. No tin or anything. Diecast is over there. I got this from my cousin. He treated the car like shit, so I keep the tin over uh, just over here. Maybe I can have Lyndon Amex sign this one day. You think he'd sign a bottle of Dr. Pepper? No. He's most known for driving the Dr. Pepper car. For Carol well, Rachel. Let's see how many drivers drove that car. Lance Norick, Kevin Grubb, Lyndon Amex, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Ron Hornaday, Chad Blount. Right. Did I get them all? I think so, yeah. Yep, Blount, Norick, Grubb, Amex, Hornaday, Hamilton. Hamilton uh, Hornaday took over that ride after Ricky Hendrick was injured. No, that was the five car. When Hendrick came back is when Hornaday went to... <laughs> Racing. Yeah. Carol Racing was run like a slaughterhouse, basically. Yeah. They they didn't last very long. Like, Lyndon told me stories about when he was working for Carol Racing, or driving for Carol Racing. He said, yeah, they were, Dr. Pepper was a great sponsor, but the team was not great whatsoever. They were more like a level C minus team, I guess. They weren't a starting park, but they were going to get nowhere. 
I mean, they had talented drivers. Yes. Bobby Hamilton Jr., for example. Mm-hmm. Landon Amick, even though he didn't really have much success in NASCAR. Let's be honest, he had no success. No, he didn't. Well, he never drove for a top team, really. Well, what about Hank Parker Jr., his buddy? Realistically, he'd be in the same boat. Like, I like Hank. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Have you ever talked to him? No. No, I haven't. Yeah, Hank's cell phone number. How many did he made? 7,656 of these Johnny Benson, I guess. Yeah. 35,952 of these Jeff Ford's back then. Then again, Jeff was a way more popular driver than Johnny. Well, no, he was in a more known ride than Johnny. Well, Johnny, well, I think Jeff was just straight up more popular than Johnny. Just saying. Johnny was never the driver to, to win the big race. He was never the driver to run up front consistently. He had, he had the talent to do it. He just couldn't. And that's not because of the rot. That's not because of him. That's because of the rot. You right. really need to think about, like what we just said with Leonard Amon, you really need to think about the ride that these drivers have given. You need to think yep. about their talent level. What did Amick do prior to driving in the Bush Series? Oh, he won, a, he won the championship the Dash Series. Right. Uh, Goddamn. Water time. <laughs> I've, had a doc, I've had one Dr. Pepper per week at least starting college. Uh. I gotta get one of those gas can waters. Get one. Uh, Let's get him on a podcast. That'd be cool. Jimmy is a Mickey champion. It's widely accepted and known that I don't like Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Is Jimmy Johnson on your good side? Not really. Like, the main reason is because I always thought of him as a cheat. Back in the uh, late 2000s, the Canal oh, Zero, basically. I so agree. Like, okay, the dog's awake. You could, there's no way Jimmy and Chad win that many races and that many championships without cheating. 2009, 2010. Denny Hamlin should have won the championship in 2009. Or 2010. Mark Martin should have won in 2009. In my mind, Carl Edwards is the 2008 champion. And he deserved it way more than Jimmy. Let's revisit Edwards for a second. Because I actually wanted to talk about Edwards today. Because someone asked me a question about my Edwards autograph. I'm getting an Edwards autograph, but I don't have one right now. Here's the thing about Edwards. He had talent. I'm going to compare him to Johnny Benson. Both, both drove for Roush. Both. I'm going to. Okay, let's actually compare. Put these three drivers in. And they're both from the Midwest. So I'll give them both that. They were never the driver to win the big race. Right. They were, but they had talent. Edwards just got lucky. 
He was also a priority driver for the longest time. Edwards was like, I think Edwards was a cool dude. I really do. I love when he'd win, he'd do a backflip. If he was going to win a race, I was going to pull for him. Mainly because of 2008. 2008 made me like Edwards. 2010 made me hate Edwards. <laughs> yeah. And 2014 made me hate Keselowski. Why? Kenseth, Gordon. Well, Kenseth's just a hypocrite. That's one thing. The Texas so, thing with Jeff Gordon, that was just fall for blocking. No, it wasn't! For the millionth yeah, time, which people... Jeff could have won both Texas races that year. Uh-huh. You sounded but like... he chose to block instead. Let's talk about 2014, the first race. Fuck you, Giuliano. <laughs> Joey moved Jeff out of the way. And that's different than Jeff and the billion times he's moved Rusty Wallace out of the way. That happened twice. At Bristol, where that's expected. <laughs> Anyways, in the article, I talked, I compared Carl Edwards to Ricky Rudd. Why? Because that's a little bit better than Carl Edwards and Johnny Benson. I mean, they both how many times did Edwards win in the Cup Series? I think he won like 25 times. Let's look it up. Carl Edwards won 28 times. Tiki Rudd? No. Rudd Ricky? I don't think that's his name. Okay, Ricky Rod won 23 times. Uh-huh. However, Edwards raced a shorter time in a shorter time period than Ed than Rod's 32 years in NASCAR. And it's 32 31 years because he didn't race in 2006. What exactly did he do in 2006? Oh, Ricky Rod. Um, I don't exactly recall. What's that noise? I hear like a scratching noise. Uh, remember the tough part of moving back here I mentioned earlier? Yes. House renovations. Oh. Your house? Yep. Okay, I understand that. Um, moving on. By the way, some, uh... What? Yeah, so don't mind that. Okay, so this this diecast actually looks a lot cooler than the racing champions. I'm just saying, um, <laughs> it doesn't have any opening features or whatever. But yeah, see, wait, can we please go back to stuff like this? Like this is awesome. <laughs> Anyways, the we'll talk about that Johnny Benson picture. Show it up for a second, please. Oh, the treasure. Yeah. Well, if I can get on here, yeah. I'm pretty much done talking about Edwards for, for this second. Show the autograph a little bit better. There Good. you go. 
Good. Okay, put it back. <laughs> yeah, that's my treasure. Edwards, I don't think Edwards had as much talent as Rudd did, but Rudd also just could not come and clutch as much as Edwards could. Edwards was a consistent driver. Edwards could win often, and Edwards had what it takes to, but he could never win on a plate track. He could never win a Daytona 500, and he should have won a couple championships, but didn't. Rudd was very inconsistent, especially during his time at Yates. Well, he wasn't really the priority driver of that team. It was actually Dale Jarrett back in the day. And then, of course, he had his own team. Yes. <laughs> Which beating an owner driver in the 90s was kind of an iffy situation. Well, he had Whirlpool as a sponsor, so, so that's another person taking Whirlpool's money. He's actually come up here a few times. That's all I've heard. From me! Literally, from me! <laughs> That's why I said, so I've heard. Ryan Newman came up here a few times, too. I want to meet Ryan Newman. And, wait, I've already met David Strummy. But I do want to get David Strummy on a podcast. Oh, jeez. I wonder what he would be talking about the entire time. Meeting him in 2009 at Plymouth. That was a fun night. Jim hmm. Strummy's a cool guy. He did an interview with Aaron Evernham, and uh -huh. he talked about how he admires guys, and I quote, like Johnny Benson. You're going to have to like me that one. <laughs> I am going to like you to that one. And I'm going to play it. It's on Three Wide Life. No, I, I don't think it's three wide live. That's uh, Shane Neal's show, if he's still a part of it. David and Ashley Strummy on three wide life with Aaron Everham. Oh. Okay, that's news to me. I mean, this is I five years old. That's what Shane Neal does. It's Shane Neal now, not Aaron Everham, who I still call Aaron Crocker. Well, yeah, that's what she was known by. And it's like Johanna Long. She's like, we know her as Johanna Long, but her actual name now is Johanna Robbins. Yes. Let's actually play that part. I'm going to put the motor oil back. I mean, die back. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, where were we at on this thing? I think we we're going to move into Hotshot, correct? I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, how much light do I have left? Yeah. I'm looking for it. Looking for what? Oh. I am looking for it. What? What are you looking for? When he said that he admires guys like Johnny Benson. Oh. 
right. Why don't you talk about David Strummy for a second? All right. Listen, I'm sure that David Strummy is probably great in his dirt racing stuff. But good Lord, was he awful in NASCAR. And now the incident where he mixed up Johnny Benson and Kevin Harvick, of all people, is not just the only reason on that one. He's probably the one of the few drivers who raced for two major teams in NASCAR in the Cup Series and was a total bust. A total bust. Now, you could make the argument that maybe he was a guinea pig for Penske, considering that the two car was and always will be the it car. And Jemmy was in the 12. But what's the excuse in terms of Ganassi? Because during that era, they really didn't have a priority guy. You could probably argue it was Jemmy after the stuff going on during that time. Because he literally drove the 40, which in 2002, until Sterling Marlin's unfortunate injury, was a championship contender. And Stremmy, like Landing Castle, I keep having to tell people, is winless in NASCAR. He's not defendable. And neither is Landing Castle. Neither is Landing Castle. But basically, that's how I feel about Stremmy. I know a lot of people are going to say, but well, I can only don't like him because he like Johnny Benson at one time. That's everyone's go-to excuse. You don't like so-and-so because he did something to Benson. Uh, no, there's more than one reason for everything. I just think that Jemmy is a flat-out bust. And there's more than one reason for that. I just wish that people would get their heads out of their butts in terms of that kind of thing. But now you know the reasons. Ah. So that's basically it in terms of that. Uh, I'm going to turn on my other light because it's starting to get dark in my area. Yep. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to have Mary listen to this and, and we'll have Mary get her opinion out when he talks about Johnny Benson. <laughs> right. Because, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to have it play in the background. I can talk and listen to so here's what I think is kind of interesting. David Strummy and Ryan Newman went to the same high school, and they graduated a year apart. Okay. Was it Northridge High School? No, that's in Gosha. Boston, oh, well, which one's from Logansport? Uh, what's his name? Joe Brandrick. Uh, What's his name? That guy I'm friend, friends with on Facebook that raced. Boston race. Boston race. Oh. He was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Who was the worst? Chrysaloff, Beast, or Reed? Chrysaloff, I ain't close. Yeah, he bombed at both Hendrick and Ganassi. 
Then, of course, they decided to let Adrian Fernandez race. <laughs> How bad was Adrian Fernandez at NASCAR? Well, his main thing was the road courses because he was in champ car very, for, for a very long while. So he has more used to those kind of cars. Can you hear David's driving? Huh? Or, can you hear it? Or, or, or? No. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of listening to it. Oh, by the way, David Shremmy runs a company called Lethal Chassis. I actually got to race against him a few years ago at Hartford. He won. You know where I finished? Third behind his brother Bobby finished second. Oh. That year that that Shremmy drove for Penske was atrocious. Yeah. How bad was it? From your memory. Very. When the highlight of your year is going all way way on Robbie Gordon and NASCAR's on your side because lol Robbie Gordon, that's not a good thing. Well, well what I remember is him blowing up at Talladega in qualifying. <laughs> and then 2008, they brought back when Dario got injured, they brought back both Stremmy and Sterling Marlin and Jeremy Mayfield ran one race. <laughs> Do you want to get Strummy on a podcast? What? Do you want to get David Strummy on a podcast? Well, that's up to you. Well, I want to. I want to have a conversation with him more than just asking him how his last race was. Okay. And plus, you probably have some questions about it, or for him. Huh? You probably have some. I know you have questions. Brian Vickers, or as I call him, Lazy Signature McGee. Okay. Like, I don't know why people always get, like, okay, so like, when you say McGee, it's like weird, like when someone, there's like a quality someone has, like for you, I'd call you Mouthy McGee. <laughs> I, like, I don't understand, it's from a movie I saw, like, David Spade tried to explain how, like, when you have that, like, I don't know why I they use, okay, when you take a quality someone has, then you add McGee to it. I don't know why. It's just weird. I never understood that. But, um, anyways. David Sherman now runs Lethal Chassis. Get your chassis from him. Um, is, uh, oh yeah, th th this Rambling segment is sponsored by Tuesday Taste. Did I say that, or did I not? Yes. Okay, she's better at remembering than I am. Hmm. Caitlin's better than re at remembering than you are. Um, would you like to see David Strumming in a NASCAR race again? No, not really. Name one driver you want to see come back. Johnny Benson. <laughs> oh. Well, that is, that is one pick. Listen. Are you still hoping that you might get a chance to get back in a cup car at some point, or are you kind of past that in your career? I wouldn't necessarily say I've had calls, and I think you get to a point, like when I watch a guy, say a Johnny Benson, or, you know, I look at people when I, and when I was racing full-time, I thought, well, how do they just step away, or how do they walk? And after you get to a point where you can't be in something competitive, and especially now with pay and doing stuff, you're not um, 
the time demanding it takes to do it. You know, you look at I, there's other things in life, and I've had calls. Uh, people have talked to me about driving a car, but they don't want to pay nothing for one. Yeah. Two, it's not anything um, really what I consider worth getting in to, to go there and then mentally just beat myself up. I can see that point because I have heard Johnny mention that he will not do starting parks. And that's kind of why David Strummy got out. Like, I'm not going to start. Like, if Johnny, like, remember when we interviewed Johnny, we talked about Martinsville. Like, he was going to give me a car, and he told me it was capable of winning. I'd drive it. But if I went to his shop in wherever he lives now and, and said to him, Johnny, your team is not developed enough, I can't run for you. It's like that type of deal. You know, it's just. It's not that I don't trust him. I mean, whatever he'd want to do, I'd support it. Whatever, if he says, okay, well, I can make you a star. Really? You don't have any experience in this field whatsoever. You failed at your attempt in 2012. So, like, why should... I, I trust his insight. I trust his knowledge. I trust what he has to say. However, to a degree... I know what he. I know it on the short track level, but can I really trust him on an NASCAR level? Well, look at Carson Hosevar. Maybe it's not necessarily a ride, but maybe mentorship. Well, I mean, Carson. Even before Carson got the mentoring from Johnny, he still he had a ton of talent. He was beating my ass in quarter midgets. When Carson was eleven. Yeah. Prior to that, okay. we were racing. I mean, we raced against each other when we were seven years old. So, I mean. Yeah. Um. I have two right hands. Uh-huh. You know that thing for Rob McDonald's way you did for Rob Moving on. Um, when, I mean, I see that point all the time to where, I, I mean, I, I trust all my mentors, especially in racing. The last thing I want is to die or have an accident again. Haven't had an exit since March. You didn't hear that one, did you? Oh, yeah, I heard that one. Damn it. I got stuff with the burping. How about after every time I burp, I take a sip of water? How about that? That's that'd that'd be a good set off. To me, burping after I drink pop is a sign that I need water. Okay. Oh, damn it. No. Fuck. Problem? What do you think of what David Strummy said about Johnny and what he was saying in relation to Johnny? In terms of that type of connection, I can totally understand it through both of them that 
there are drivers that can just drive and then there's racers who just want to race and both of them are like the racing s type they want they want to race they don't just want to piddle around for a low level team and that kind of thing they're there to compete they're there to compete against other drivers they're not there to just to get a paycheck and go home they're not a starting park guy which i mean you talk all the time about priority drivers Strutty right. was never the priority driver in any TV with that. Not exactly. Penske, he was not a priority driver. Kurt Busch was. Right. At Ganassi, who was a priority driver in 2006, 2007? That one's kind of hard to say. Because you did it the first time, you would say McMurray. The second time, you may say Mears, but not really. And then you have an argument for the 40 car because of Sterling Marlin's past. So I don't know if Ganassi really had a priority guy in NASCAR. To me, I think it's better that Ganassi shuts down and Trackhouse gets it because Ganassi doesn't give a shit about NASCAR. But it goes just beyond. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Especially since he was forced to give up Larson. And Larson was the priority guy at CGR. Yep. Now it's Kurt Busch. I mean, he is yes. Boosh. Kurt right. Busch is Boosh. Kyle Busch is bitch. Hmm. My friend who I sit next to in English, he's a bitch fan. Hmm. Yeah. But that says a lot about his demeanor, doesn't it? Yeah. He had to stoop to a very low level. And that's putting it nicely. But anyways, when okay, well, okay, I'm I'm good with that. Um, let's talk about guests we want to have on. Who'd you like to? Who would you like me to try and get on past us? Well, you know, any of my NASCAR doesn't can definitely qualify for that category. There's eleven drivers that now. Yeah. So basically, any of them. Andy Houston, we could probably get. Andy Wallace, we could definitely. No promises. Yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see Funny Bone doing that. I would love to see Andy on the show as well. Would it premiere on your channel? Yes. Here's the funny thing. My channel is literally called Ultimate 23 Dragon. There's a few drivers in the NASCAR dozen who have driven number 23. Andy Houston's not one of them. Benson, in addition Wallace. to that. Okay, I'm trying to think. Benson? Yeah, Benson has. Elliot okay, has. Elliot, the professor. Sauter has. Kane has at one point. Kozlowski has in the past. Oh, yeah, because of Keselowski's Kezlo uh, first ride, wasn't it? Let's see. Robbie has not. I don't think Bobby Jr. has. Nope. Waffle, I don't think, has. Nope. And Nemechek, I would have to look far into his past. Nemechek is a no. Why are you a Nemechek okay. fan? 
I think my interest in Joe Nemechek really started after the Jerry Nadeau situation. Oh, well, that's understandable. Then, okay, I, I question why but you like But anyway. Quapple. I know why you like Quapple, because Quapple, because Quapple took over Andy Houston, right? Yeah, he was Andy's successor in the 60 truck. Even though he's a wife beater. Um, See, here's the thing about that. That's, that was what confuses me. They say this happened, but yet his kids, who are still minors, are still with him. I'm positive under federal law that's not a thing. So what's really the truth there? Not to mention every time you try to say that some NASCAR driver is a wife beater, it's either disproven or injuries were the reason. I'm trying to get the lighting back to my room. Yeah, it's just starting to get pretty dark. <laughs> um, so who knows what really the truth of that is? Carson. Travis. Huh? How many kids does Travis Quapple have? He has two, I believe. Travis Quapple is from the same town as Paul Ryan. Okay. You don't even know who Paul Ryan is. I bet. Not really. Yeah, I know that. Oh, damn it, I dropped my phone. Travis Quapple arrested on assault domestic violence charges. Okay, so he's Jason Jacoby without schizophrenia? When was the last time we heard from Travis Quapple? In terms of a NASCAR ride, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I know it's been a couple of years. But other than that, he's very involved in his kids' careers. Yeah, I know. And I'm positive that at least one of them is still a minor, which is why... Carson's my age, Mary. What the fuck is this? I'm just trying to provide more shit because Well, that was a bunch of pony baloney, but anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm positive one of his kids is still a minor. And And I'm positive under federal law, your kids can't be around you if you were convicted of that. So that's the reason three. I have questions in regards to yes, three kids? Yeah. Uh-huh. So something in that scenario is very wonky there. As were the other two instances, someone tried to say a NASCAR driver was a wife beater. Kurt Busch was one of them. That was the one that was flat out disproven.
So that's why I keep saying that something's off there. Who was the other one? It was McClure. But everybody knows that he has CT by now, so. And all the stuff that's happened to him since. Like, we pretty much know what the cause of that was. Have you seen Carson Ware? Carson Ware? No. Why? You need to take a look at him. He looks like a like he's, like he's been in jail before. He's got like two face tattoos and a neck tattoo. Call him like a pro wrestler to me. A hat. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. He looks like that damn close to long. Uh -huh. There is face tattoos. Eh. Yeah, I'm not going to get tattoos. You're not happy about that, I know. Like, why? Because, because they're cool. But. Uh, do you want to try and get Travis Quaffle on the podcast? I think that'd be a cool idea. Okay, who else do you want to get on the podcast? And it can't be respected. I don't want to. Is it because of what happened? No, it's because of the fact that I don't think he will show up anyway. <coughs> well, it's probably because you're still... Well, he wouldn't do it because of what he said. <laughs> yeah. He's so stupid. We'll just say that. Like, honestly, did I say a thing? Look back. Look, like, I should have posted the whole message. Like, did I say a thing about politics? No. So I feel like that's what you were more angry about, the fact that he brought something completely out of the realm into, into that conversation. All right. So he has no logic or reason to lash out against me. Similar to how Geo lashed out against me. Or how the Geo how the Geo supporters are lashing out against me. How do you want to phrase that? Allies. Fire in the sky, sparks in the eye, don't know any better. That's a song, Mary. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the end of that. Yes. Um, so I guess we... Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not really. Um, I guess... Uh, the only... Yeah, the only thing left is Hot Shot. Hot Shots is what we're calling it. Best bar in the world. Okay. It's literally the best bar in the world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, what are we going to pick first? I think IndyCar is going first because it's their finale. Okay, that's going to be your realm this week, so you're going first on that. Okay, so who's going to suck at the Long Beach finale for IndyCar? Uh, well, this driver is kind of off, even by his standards. So, I just see the slump continuing once and for all for him. I'm going to say Graham Rahal. I would agree with that. I'm going to go with a driver who you actually like, unfortunately. This guy just can't seem to get the ship right in his direction. He's not my favorite driver, and nor will he ever be. I'm going with Sebastian Bourdais. Uh, underdog. Like, underdog, how can you not pick this guy who has essentially proven himself a road course expert of sorts, even with a new team? My underdog is Romain Grosjean. Okay. Well, given the fact that it's me, and given the fact that this guy still has yet to prove himself on the road courses, but he's fairly decent on these street courses, I am going to go with Alex Pillow. Well, that's interesting because Alex Pillow is actually my win pick. And I'm going to. Because he's one of the two guys in contention for the championship. So. And actually can't guinea pig him if you want a championship. I am going to put the script on you, race winner. I'm going to go with Romain Grosjean. Well, okay, he was the underdog, not the suck pick, but all right. So you can all right, new starting up. trucks. Okay, well, it's Vegas. This guy's got dice on his car, but he's not really going to roll the dice in Vegas, and he has done the greatest amount after I Unfortunately, he's a playoff driver, and even worse, I know this guy personally. Carson Hosevar is my suck pick for Vegas. Uh, repeat that again. I cut out. Carson Hosevar is my pick. Is my suck pick. <laughs> That's a surprise coming from you. Uh, let's see. My suck pick. Like this driver is trying, and. This driver is actually doing better than expected, but I don't see this being that driver's week. My suck pick is Haley Deegan. She might do somewhat well. She might not. But my underdog pick, this driver is not particularly good on the uh, asphalt tracks. See where I'm going with that one, so I'm, not, I'm just going to straight up say. But I think he could do well at at Vegas because it's a flat track, and he's very good at flat tracks. I'm going with Stuart Friesen. Yeah, I saw that coming a mile away. Uh, my underdog pick is a non-playoff guy who has actually won in uh, Vegas before. And after last week, where people thought he wouldn't do well and finish in the top ten, I think he could actually do pretty well in this one as well. My underdog pick is Johnny Sauter. Okay, well, win pick, it sounds to me 
like a lot of people are picking this guy because this guy has not had the luck that he used to have. But honestly, I see him turn the sale, but not in the regard that a lot of people think he will. My win pick is going to be Johnny McSauter. Really? Yes. As much as I hate him, I'm picking him. You've really surprised me on this one. You're picking Josefar to suck and Sutter to win. Yeah. I'm very surprised about that. I mean, he's done very well, but he hasn't done good at the flat tracks or the tracks shaped like Vegas. Okay. And plus, all this momentum uh, my- that Carson's got coming, it's going to halt real soon. And I think Vegas is the week, unfortunately. Not saying he won't advance to the next round of the playoffs, because I think oh, – oh, we got to make our cutoff pick uh, at the end of hot shots for both trucks and uh, cup. So, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, my win pick – If if they want to continue up their championship momentum, they got to get started. And I think here would be a good start for them, considering this team's history. I'm going to say it's John Hunter Nemechek. That's a good pick. I did. I mean, we both picked Toyota drivers, so that's a good thing. However, it's going to be Sauter. Just saying. I would like that. But you prefer Nemechek because you get more fast, but you get more hot shot points. Anyway, Xfinity, who's going to suck? Well, this guy is a playoff driver. This guy historically just hasn't been good. And it's not Riley Herbst. This driver will, ne- will never be good. And his name is Daniel Hemrick. That was my original suck pick, so I had to go with my backup suck pick. I'm guessing it's Riley Herbs. No, it's not. At this rate, it's a cop-out, but considering all that's happened, he can't come back from what he's been through over the past couple of months. My suck pick is Michael Lynette. Well, I'm going to have to flip the script on this because this guy's per- because you said Michael Lynette's your suck pick. I'm picking him as my underdog because he's very good at these flat tracks. Okay. Well, my underdog pick, I think could be a true contender for maybe top 15, top 10. Decent ride. Uh, My underdog is Myatt Snyder. I don't like Myatt Snyder, but anyways, win pick. Well, this driver is fairly good at Vegas. He is one of the top Xfinity drivers, period. And it's not going to be a driver who Barry doesn't like. So my win pick is Justin Allgaier. Decent pick. 
unless something miraculous happens with JGR, I think it's either going to be Junior Motorsports or Penske taking it. And since you picked a, a Junior Motorsports driver, I'm going to go with the Penske driver. I'm going to say Austin Sindrick. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Mickey Sindrick. Austin Sindrick. Cup, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Cup Series, suck pick. Uh, driver's been going downward a little bit, and the team past few years has not been that well on these type of racetracks. So my suck pick is Ryan Newman. That's a good suck pick. I'm going with another Ford driver. Uh, he's not the best driver, both in my mind and honestly in, in the history of NASCAR. I'm going to have to go with Kevin Harvick. That was my backup suck pick. <laughs> anyway, uh, underdog. This driver has won at Vegas in the past, albeit in another series. And I think that he has a pretty decent shot of being in a top 20, maybe even top 15 contender if things go the right way. My underdog pick is Ross Chastain. Okay, well, this driver has won at Vegas before, like Mary said. I believe he's won there in both the Cup and the Xfinity Series. Not many people are expecting him to do very good in this round in the next three races, but I think he's going to have some success in this round. My underdog pick is Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is an underdog. Hmm. Uh, let's because see. nobody's Wait, expecting this... him to do well. I'm just saying. Let's yeah. just think about it. Vegas has been his home track has been pretty good to him. Mm. Uh, let's see. Win pick. Uh, this driver has won in. Uh, I believe he's won Cup and Xfinity before. And personally, I do believe he needs a momentum boost in order to uh, help advance into the next round. My win pick is Brad Keselowski. Of course, you're going to pick him. Well, considering that it's Vegas and considering that Vegas is a turnaround track for many, for many drivers, this driver has been fairly decent as of late. He's won at Vegas before, and I'm looking at his picture right now because I ordered a flat version of him. I'm going with Keselowski's teammate. Josephine Logano. That's a good pick. Do you like the nickname for it? Kind of. Because Mew Mew's real name is Joe, and sometimes my mom refers to him as Josephine. Maybe because he acts like a little bitch sometimes, maybe? Is it because he acts like a no. Only when it comes to hockey games where his team loses. But that's, that's, that's any hey, game that I it's, it's the way Red Wings fans are. We're passionate about our team. And we're passionate about our team. And not only that, the Red Wings are statistically the greatest team in the history of the NHL. Yeah. Why else do they, what they call Detroit Hockey Town? Because their original six team? No, it's because of the great, because Detroit has had the greatest success <laughs> of all of all teams. Most Stanley Cups. Scotty Bowen was 
was the coach for many years. Scotty Bowman has has the most championships out of any coach in the history of the NHL. Oh, by the way, t- before we wrap up, tell everybody about what I did on Tuesday. What you did on Tuesday? 2K, NBA 2K21, with my my player. Oh yeah, <laughs> you need you um. You're allowed to select numbers, I believe, in this game, and you picked a particular number. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not twenty-four like I had expected. Because that's Mason Plumley's number. Which one? Twenty-four. That's Mason Plumley's number. Okay. And number nine is Jeremy Grant's number. So, I can't pick either one of those numbers. Both of I root for two Detroit teams and two Detroit teams only, and they share an arena. What arena is that? The Gordy Howe Memorial Arena presented by Little Caesars. It's really called Little Caesars Arena, but I like how you call it by its original name. Good for you. <laughs> That's actually becoming That's more and more common anyway. these days that NHL and NBA teams are sharing stadiums. The Raiders were the last team to share a were the last football team to share a stadium with a baseball team. Does a baseball field and a football field really go together? Geographically, football goes this way, baseball goes this way. Yeah. So it makes so the stadium has to be a circle and it makes outfield seats Pointless in baseball, and you can't get as close to the center of the field in football as you want. It does. It is a process to get the hardwood off the ice for a Red Wings game, and put and take the take the glass down for a Pistons game because they actually put a they put a they keep the ice refrigerated. Here's how I think they do it. They keep the ice refrigerated by by a tarp they put over the ice. Not really a tarp. Uh, they put a black thing over the ice to keep it refrigerated, and they put the hardwood over that. Let me watch the video again. And if you won't be able to see it, but I'll be able to walk it through. I'll do like a play-by-play over it. Now, if you guys want to know why, even you know why I don't call it Little Caesars Arena. Because Little Caesars Pizza is awful. Yeah, I can agree with that. Their crust is way too thick for me. Their cheese tastes like shit. Okay, I'm watching it now. Okay. Which is good. Here. Uh-huh. See, there's the Pistons court. Go Pistons. Yes. Can you see it? Uh-huh. There. Look at our beautiful logo. I see it. I like the old logo better. See what they're doing? Yep. See that black part of the ice? See that black 
stuff. Yeah. That's to keep the ice cold. Mm-hmm. The United Center in Chicago is another stadium where that does the same thing. We don't talk about them. That <laughs> place is hell. This place is heaven. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this away from my microphone so I don't, so we don't get copyrighted. As you can see, they're taking the black, they're taking the tarp off. I don't know what that's exactly called. And then you can see, yeah, they have temporary stands too. That's cool. Was that from Crowd Goes Wild? What? That video. Look. And how would you know what that is? Crowd Goes Wild was basically Fox's Fox Sports One's attempt of mixing around the horn and pardon the interruption together. And I remember that specific background. I have the video to prove this. This is hilarious as hell. There is a. <laughs> this is so funny. So, the here's the funny part of this particular show. The person most associated with the show is actually one of the game show six. Not Peter Sparkin. No. 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 It wasn't PT. But anyway, Paul Tracy wasn't a part of that. Your PT, the good PT, not the bad one. Okay, let me find. My dad kind of likes Paul Tracy. Yeah, because there's a particular. Okay, that's not it. Which one was it? I know it's here somewhere. Yes, that was Crowd Goes Wild, by the way. That's oh, yeah, local, I know. That's a, that's a local show in Detroit. No, well, no, it wasn't. It was actually on Fox Sports 1 for the longest time. Well, let me try another term here. I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh, there it is. Who is the member of the game? Okay, so... Now, I want to show you a particular... <laughs> I want to show you a screenshot from a video that I have, and there's a reason I have this video, and you'll know it basically instantly. Oh, no. Not that. <laughs> so have you figured it out now? Richard Petty and the Richard Petty lookalike. Do you know who the lookalike is? Dan Patrick? No! Then no, I don't. That is Regis Philbin. <laughs> I'm not making that up either. That's totally Regis. <laughs> okay, do you want to know There's why I video. like Regis Philbin? Go on. This is why I like Regis Philbin. Because uh -huh. the way he said Michael Waltrip's name. Oh, you remember that. Michael Waltrip. I was told him on accident. Yeah, he did that on accident. But, yeah. The, the video for reference is called Old School versus New School with Richard Petty. School spelled S-K-O-O-L. 
So that's the video you want to look for if you want to see that particular clip. <laughs> He's buried in no, at the But yeah, that was that was Regis trying to be Richard Petty during an episode of Crowd Goes Wild that Richard Petty was on. Anyways, Regis Philbin is actually buried 30 minutes away from where I live as of right now. Because he's actually an alumni of the University of Notre Dame. However, I am a diehard University of Michigan fan. You wear any Michigan merch in South Bend, you're going to get your ass killed. You wear <laughs> Notre Dame shit in Ann Arbor, you're going to get your ass killed. If you're an Ohio State fan and live in Ann Arbor, get the hell out of there. Uh, and if you're an, if you're a Michigan fan living in a, living in Columbus, go fuck yourself. Is Tony Stewart on your good side or bad side? He's on my good side. Okay, because I'm getting a Tony Stewart autograph for my birthday. <laughs> Tell everybody about that set that I'm that I'm gonna buy. Of the cards. Why is she watching that? Oh my god. What's your mom watching? My mother, for whatever reason, despite the decline of the show, is watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Michael Waltrop was no, I'm sorry, Michael Waltrop was on. I should have said Michael Waltrop when I introduced my diecast. <laughs> that, it's that diecast. It's from 2003. <laughs> and you want to know why she's watching it this year? Because Bindi Irwin's on it. Oh, that was a few seasons ago. Where have you been? Bindi's I had it. to laugh. When Mew Mew found out that Bindi was going to be on Dancing with the Stars one season, he instantly predicted that she would win the entire thing. And he was right. She won the entire season. Because they incorporated too much shit about her dad in that. Well, no. You know she's got a kid now. Yeah, she does. I wonder if Chandler, uh, if she ever gets dissatisfied with Chandler, I'll show her what a real man could do. Ignoring that, but anyway, the reason Mom's watching this year is because a wrestler's gonna be on it. Seamus? I wish you was Seamus. I hope you know that um, Seamus is my favorite wrestler. He is good. He's like an underrated favorite. I have the weird feeling that Chandler Smith's Facebook got hacked. Okay. But anyway. By the way, uh, our company is now on LinkedIn. There's a follower. Huh. Yeah, here's our LinkedIn page. Okay. There. Of course, you have the new logo. 
Uh-huh. The Mary design. Yeah. Um, anyways, we are very strict about mechanic can't work for us. Especially because of the shit I've had to deal with. Yeah. Mary can talk about some of that stuff. I don't mind that. Just like scratch the iceberg of what I of what I've had to deal with. Basically, people try to take advantage of Alex because of his young age. Saying that he wouldn't be able to understand this kind of thing, or people try to take advantage of him because he wouldn't know. He's dealt with more than a lot of you people probably expect. So, yeah, he's very strict and focused on that type of aspect. Do you think that that church lady was trying to take advantage of me? I say it's possible, but not definitive. Because she knows my grandparents very well. When she ran, when she said, he doesn't like me anymore, that was kind of a manipulative thing. My niece is very manipulative. Like, one time, my grandpa said, I'll buy you a toy if she says, if you use the potty. She was like four years old. Three. How old was she? It's my younger one, not my older one. And she says a lot of stupid stuff. Of course, she's eight years old. Wait, is she eight? I really don't even know how old my own nieces are. Uh. Ten and eight, and my nephew's four. And he's so cute. <laughs> the way he says certain things is really funny. Uh-huh. And he'll do whatever you tell him to do if, if he likes it. I when, when, when uh, my nieces met my ex-girlfriend, they said, Who is she? And then I said her name, and they're like, is she your girlfriend? I said, why don't you take this one? And she said, yes, I am. Good thing that I got out of that relationship. Um, Very good, isn't it, Mary? I think so. Anyways... Um, yeah, I think I think that's going to be it for the night. Yeah, because I really don't have anything else to say other than the <laughs> fact that... Um, well, we can talk about next week's episode. Oh? That's kind of what I want to do. Okay. What do you have in mind? No, we're going to talk about whenever we sign off, which you're signing off first. Okay. Well, I thank everyone for enjoying our program. I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed it and learned some lessons along the way. Uh, Quick reminder that we are now, uh, as of this particular season, on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Shout-outs to Tuesday Tastings for your continuous sponsorship and supporting our buddy, Caitlin. Uh, Also, shout-out to the Ultimate 23 Dragon Channel. If you have not seen the new video that came out earlier this month, I suggest you do. It is awesome. 
So thank you everyone for watching. This is Ultimate. I'm in that video. That's my final answer. And I'm in that last video. Bottle of water, get one. <laughs> Anyways, until we meet again.